Okay, we're we're recording. <laughs> All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And, and we, we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. (laughs) Everyone's probably like, whoa, who was that? Say it like you stole it. Yes, I love it. Hey, hey. Well, other people do. Who was that? (laughs) Just later. Just later. We love you guys. Hey, happy November. Hey. What in the world? Where'd that come from? How is it November? I have no idea. How is it dark at five o'clock now? Listen, I can't. I can't. I need those lamps. The only saving grace is that I get to see the sunrise again in my morning yes. hour. You know, like yes. it's been so dark in the morning. So I yeah. do like that. Oh, do I have a pimple right there? Just a little. What the? That's <laughs> the worst place to have a pimple. <laughs> How does this keep happening? What the heck? Anywhere between on? your mouth and your, your nose oh. is the worst place to have a I pimple. I used to get them Damn right it. on this edge of the, your nose. I hate that. And then like trying to. Oh, yeah, you can't really get it to it or anything. But that's kind of nice because oh. it's kind of hidden by the crease. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's in your crease. This one's just right in my mustache. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not bad. Oh, listen, I know what we need to talk Tell about. <laughs> it's what in the actual fuck. Okay. Serious. The waxing. <laughs> so, Steph, went. I actually, did you figure out what your girl's name was? No. Because I, I was like telling my girl, I went, the, so I yes. went the other day too. So, we've both had a wax since yes. we last talked about this. <laughs> I'm already feeling sorry for our guest <laughs> on this episode that this has to be at the beginning of our episode. However, I didn't really come away with a funny story this time. I've had two really good, really, really great good stories. appointments. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, but I've had two really just easy. It just yeah. all went as as planned. Sure. Uh, but I told her about um <laughs> I'm like, well, I had a friend who came in and she texted me and she didn't know if she should laugh or cry. And it sounded like it was yeah. kind of awful. <laughs> and I'm like, I've told all these stories about me and she's the only one that's waxed me and her eyes just got big. And I'm like, yeah, like you didn't know it, but I jumped into my pants and I was in one <laughs> underwear hole and she's like, like trying to be diplomatic. And oh gosh, she's like, I are you? Yeah. It was really funny, but I'm like, you should have shown it like this, like watch, just watch (laughs) Selena. Look, look over here. I know you try not to look when I'm putting my pants on, but watch this. Okay. Wait, does she wear glasses? (laughs) No. Okay. Uh -uh. I'll have, I, she was actually, did you go to Gainesville? I did go to Gainesville and she was wonderful. Like I didn't feel, she talks to me the whole time though. And I'm like, she's like, so what'd you do this weekend? And I'm like, I we, okay. Okay, so this weekend we, you know, like I'm like, oh, okay. and I'm like trying to take a breath before and like let it out while she rips and, and it's like, first, oh, do the butterfly. Oh, right. The butterfly's <laughs> pretty humiliating, right? It's not even a thought anymore. I just hop up there, yeah. butterfly position, and it wasn't tear. I mean, knees to your chest. She's like, well, listen, the next time in the first couple of rips, I was like, who actually comes back, you know? And then it's like talking to every. I mean. I feel like I was the only person on the planet that hasn't been getting waxed. But then, too, what got me was they're like, all right, now you got to get this and you have to get the anti-bump Did you buy any of that? I said I got one, but I used the best cream on the planet for everything else anyways. 
Is that what it's called? Or you AC. Oh. It's called AC cream. <laughs> but I just was like, okay, so why am I doing this again? Because I don't get ingrown hairs well, when here's I the shave. Thing. And well, I don't. Shaving is annoying. But so here's the couple things that I don't love about it. One, your hair comes back every month and you have to do it or every yeah. couple of weeks. So they you have, rip from so the depth of your soul. They rip it? from the depth <laughs> of your soul. That is the truest <laughs> thing you've ever said on this podcast. Okay. However, although like, so there are some hairs that haven't gotten yeah. to your soul yet. Yes, exactly. So there's three phases of hair growth. So that means like could be a couple days later, you're yeah. going to start sprouting new baby hairs. Okay. Yes. Cause that's the next phase of hair growth. <laughs> so it's like, you still have this awkward stage, you know, like the last two weeks, you're not looking so hot. No. And so there's that. And then I just am like, why am I doing this instead of just going for laser hair removal? Because yeah. that would at least have an end game. I'm going to probably look right? into that. Because we're never going to be able to stop yeah, waxing. I'm already like, now I look like a well, 80 year old guy with just <laughs> random freaking hairs everywhere. <laughs> like what the hell? And of course they're like, you know, you can't don't shave in between. And I'm like, yeah, okay. No, you can't do that. You just got to let it and come do back. You go around your period because <laughs> well, they said, but I don't get one. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that hurts a lot worse because I did go, because the reason I have a pimple on my mustache right yeah. now is probably <laughs> because it's that time of month. I just don't know. Um, Oh, but it's more painful. I'm sure. But it's like, I didn't, uh, like, but oh, otherwise people just that. like go on your swole I for a couple feel days. Like, I feel I, like, listen, I couldn't even get in my fucking car. <laughs> 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 listen, I was, cause I wore jeans that day. Oh. You know, I never wear jeans. I mean, jeans are horrible anyway. Oh, I have my, my word. Yeah. never mind. I'm not going to talk about I'm that. I'm sorry anymore. for all the cussing also. Yeah. But it was like legit and i messaged you and all i got back was the crying laughing <laughs> emoji because I, f- I feel your pain <laughs> literally i feel your pain literally but yep. yeah i was like wait but who co- you know that wasn't so bad was it and i'm like really yeah well she did nice it was like eh, you know like oh, when right. you get yeah. your eyebrows. puts the hand down puts the pressure on <laughs> like the when you get your eyebrows waxed pressure and rip and then put the finger down so she's like eh, right there and that was i was yeah, like well, that's that helpful. was nice thank you that is helpful because <laughs> otherwise i'm about to <laughs> but I just have to say one Can more you thing. Imagine? She <laughs> ripped and you slap. <laughs> right. Everyone's like getting to actually know the real me. We're like literally doing this in in yeah. studio right now. Like, oh, the real me is actually <laughs> look much. Look at the thing at what this looks like compared to <laughs> the last one. <laughs> We're back. I just uh, was gonna say I feel very alive, but it's very again uh, uh, awakening. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyways, what I was going to say is so then you're in the butterfly for those yep. of you who haven't been there. And yep. then, you know, if you're doing the full thing, then she's like, all right, now bring your knees in. And like that knees part was chest. good. Oh, that doesn't hurt at all. I was like, psh, wax the ass all day. all day, all day. Like maybe I'll just do that. From yeah. Now on. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm just here for the ass wax. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave the front. <laughs> like what do they say about mullets? This is in the front <laughs> party in the back. <laughs> reverse mullet oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i can't oh i apologize to our <laughs> guests today oh lord have mercy okay oh, hey goodness. wow crying I can't see okay <laughs> <laughs> this isn't 
front party in the back. Okay. Oh, oh I can't. Where, okay. What were we going to talk Where about? Where were we? Okay. So, start. <laughs> Melissa and Sarah <laughs> are killing killed. the challenge. They killed it. They killed the challenge. Yes. So, expect your Activate swag to be coming in the mail. Which is um, so cute. It is so cute. And I'm excited for ours because we've yeah, never yeah. even had any. I know. We, we got people walking around in our tank tops and we don't have them. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So, Melissa and Sarah, way to go. Way to Super go. Super proud of you. Those yeah. two-minute planks two and minute planks. all those push-ups. I loved when they were like, wait, I don't like the sounds of two we're going to get creative. Get creative next What's week. What's that all about? <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm proud of you guys. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And for Sarah for like being like, well, I missed four days. So I did 7,000 squats. And yes. A 45 minute plank. plank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's like, my uterus almost <laughs> fell out like she just had a baby. <laughs> Shit. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad it didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's your gratitude of the day. Here's, your uterus yes. did not fall out right. during your plank. Word. Yes. Yes. Be thankful for that. Um, <laughs> I took Asher. Well, I took Revy to school yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And Ashley was very excited for the puppy to be at school. Um, he just, I mean, all those, I mean, the poor yeah. puppy, because all those children like puppy. descended upon the puppy. <laughs> yeah. For like 45 minutes. She slept for like four hours after oh, we got home. Nice. Kindergarten wore her out, but he loved it. Yeah. It was sweet. And I wanted to take two puppies, but I, I just didn't feel like I was ambitious enough Listen, to take two puppies. Two, I have, I needed Jonathan two. to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're like making their way inside. I see. Oh. <sighs> Well, okay, so he left Revy in the garage yeah. all by herself. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, she's in there all by herself. So I brought, I did bring her in and I about put her out because she just whined the yeah. whole time because she was by herself, I imagine. But she was so good. And then I took her to school and then Ashley's like, can she please come back in? And I'm like, yeah, we can yeah. bring her back in. So she came in and then Caleb's like, well, that's not fair. Can Chief come in? I'm like, yeah, you got to shower and yeah. you got to give him a shower. And he's like, I'm not showering with the dog. And I'm like, well, then you're not bringing your dog inside. So yeah. those are your choices. So he went and got his dog, took him upstairs. They both come down soaking wet. He <laughs> showered with the dog. And then literally the dog peed three times on my rug. And I'm like, get the dog out. Like, yeah, you, you're you done because like Revy now all the other dogs, if they come in, they're going to smell the pee and pee on the oh, pee. For and sure. I can't. It's not, yeah, it's not a good. And Revy just laid there, and every time I took her outside, she went potty, and then she would just come back in. She's like, she's so tiny; she's half the size of the other ones. And so she'd look at the steps, and she'd be staying in this house, (laughs) like because she couldn't get down the steps. Yeah, Um, but yeah, and Asher already this morning, he's like, "Mommy, can Revy come in when I get home?" (laughs) I'm like, "Yes, cute. She's she's smart. See." Females are smart. They are. The guy, he wants to come in and piss all over the yeah. place and what mark the, hell, the territory. Chief? Come on. I know. And now I'm she like, we can't let Bear in because Bear's going to smell the, the chief pee. And go pee. And pee. For sure. I can't. Um, <laughs> sure. So last year, they didn't get to have, or they weren't allowed to have school lunches. They had to pack yes. their lunch every day. So this year, it's optional. Mm-hmm. He can have school lunch or we can pack. So generally, I just like print, print it out at the beginning of the month. And yeah. then I know now like the things that he likes and the right. things that he doesn't. Well, the other day for the first time, they had chicken noodle soup and grilled cheese, I think. Mm-hmm. And he loves grilled cheese. And I'm like, well, chicken noodle soup, he'll, he'll eat that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, he got Why wasn't it tomato? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he got in the car, though, and he goes, Mom, today we had chicken noodle soup and it blew my mind. <laughs> 
Really? And I'm like, wow, that was some good chicken noodle soup. Like, I wonder yeah. what's the secret. He's like, I don't know, mom, but it was so good. <laughs> like, I okay, love well, it. We'll keep chicken noodle soup on the rotation. I don't well, know what to say. AJ just loves hot lunch too, man. Yeah. When you were young, <clears> wasn't <throat> it like, oh, I always we wanted were, to pack. But, yeah. But, but it was, we were broke. Was expected, so we did not It ever. was expected that I was going to get hot lunch. It was like, me packing too. was like, yeah, because it was like a dollar. A well, yeah. Or meal. we were even on a I swear it's like something. six bucks now. Yeah. Or it's yeah. insane. Yeah. I never got to bring lunch. Like it was like. The cool kids brought lunch. Yeah. You always wanted to bring a lunch. But now AJ loves... And I'm like, he doesn't eat meat just as much as I don't eat meat. Like, he doesn't love meat. And now he's eating, like... Every day. The chicken fingers. Well, today they get Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, buddy, you get Chick-fil-A at school today. And he's like, yeah, I don't want that. They only have burgers and I don't like buns. (laughs) I'm like, well, number one, it's not a burger. (laughs) burger. It is a chicken sandwich. But he he still doesn't like buns. So (laughs) so we packed. But it was funny. I I was like, I don't want Chick-fil-A. That chicken noodle soup blew my mind. Mom, it blew my mind. And we got home like, tell daddy how you described the chicken noodle soup to me. And he just got a big smile on his face. I'm like, no, tell him. He's like... Daddy, it blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right. He's the cutest. Easy peasy. Sweetest boy. He is <clears> so <throat> sweet. I love his little, he's always got a little grin. He does. It's yeah. like he's got like he's got a little stuff that he might want to do. Something or say, in the back of his mind. But he's like, I'm just gonna I'm keep just gonna right hold here. on to that. Yeah. Yeah, he's the sweetest. I just love him so much. He's been sleeping with daddy and he thinks it's funny to tell me that he's going to sleep. He's like, I'm going to sleep with daddy. I'm like, oh, really? Even though I'm like, praise the Lord. Yeah. Jesus in heaven. That I get okay. So you're, s- I sleep in Asher's bed. You're back in Asher's bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I've not been sleeping because of this yeah, I know. injury. Yeah. And so I'm like seven, eight times up in the night. And so oh, I'm like, it's God. better if you're sleep if you sleep in there so then but and then also when my alarm goes off at 5 30 then i'm not yeah, worried about him worried waking about up and waking up yeah so then i just well that's isn't that funny oh man it's yeah but it's nice and it's nice and i get some sleep oh i've not had ambien for three nights yay three i'm so proud of you out of eight and a half years and you for three nights in a row you know i figured my arm hurts so bad that i can't sleep whether yeah. i take ambien or not so but you haven't had any detox that's awesome. Nothing. I just, I'm using the CBD. Yeah. So our it. episode, wait. Last um, week. Last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Last <laughs> week you heard all about the CBD. I'm so <laughs> so messed up. Last week you heard about the CBD and she said it works for sleep. And I was super interested yeah. in how like when you take it at night, your body knows exactly mm-hmm. what to do with it because of the cannabinoid system yeah. or whatever. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I've never taken it at night. I always take it in the morning and yeah. it helps my back tremendously. It doesn't fucking yeah. help my arm. We'll tell I you know. That. Um, or else maybe my arm would be way worse. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but so I'm taking that and then I take 15 milligrams of melatonin. Yeah. But like that wouldn't touch me before. I could not, if I could yeah. have gotten away with melatonin, you'll be clearly. able to, or I'm just going to bring you something next week. So oh. you don't have to take that too. So amazing. Like, it's just so feels so good to me to know that even if I'm a little tired when I wake up because yes. of a rough night, I still didn't take the Ambien Dude, and I, I, it's so much more huge than you think. People don't realize <clears throat> and how so it affects your memory. Not, well, right. So that's why you're like, I'm out of mushrooms. Ask Jonathan. He can't even remember that he can't remember. I'm hoping too that the mushrooms are actually helping with your <clears> nerve because it that stimulates could be too. the nerve growth. Yeah, I have like one left. Okay, we'll order. Um, what else? I don't know. I that don't was know a either. lot. Yeah, that was a lot. That, that was, was a lot. A that laugh. was a fifteen-minute warm-up. Yeah, 
I'm excited <clears throat> for yes. our November. Yes. So for November, we decided that we were going to do like we were going to dedicate an episode mm-hmm. to some rock star female veterans for yeah. Veterans Day. So um, we did our first interview today and we're like, no way. That's its own episode. We're yeah. going to devote an entire month, um, the entire month of November to some amazing women who are serving their heroes. country. Right. Yep. And um, we had our first one today and it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about it like you haven't, you've already heard it, but <laughs> really it's coming up. You'll know. And just <laughs> we've done this a little backwards <laughs> today. <laughs> That's um, us. <laughs> but yeah, so we have like, and sorry to any of you that are listening on her behalf and we cuss a little. Yeah, we are sorry. We love Jesus, though. We kind of conned her into saying a swear word, so I feel like... We did make her say bitch. Yeah, we did. Okay, so... Okay, we're I good. feel like we're even. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But yeah, so stay tuned for that. So the whole month of November... Actually, how many Mondays are in November? I'm assuming four. Hmm. I don't know that. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a song <laughs> for this. <laughs> Uh, November 4. Okay, good. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So I'm just going to do her intro really quick and then we're going to get her on the phone. So it is incredible. I'm so excited for y'all to hear it. And um, here we go. So our first guest is Eddie. She lives in Indianola, Iowa with her husband, LJ, who she's been married to for eight years Mm -hmm. and their three sons, Lyman, Oliver and Rorick. They're seven, five and three years old. She served in the Iowa Army National Guard for almost 18 years and has been active duty for nearly 15 of those years. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, at the age of 32, Eddie was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. Her treatment included 16 rounds of chemotherapy and 30 rounds of radiation. She also underwent a surgery to place her port and three reconstructive surgeries. During this time, she maintained her active duty status and missed less than two weeks of work due to treatment. She's dedicated to her family, her job, and the soldiers she serves. Amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. So here's Eddie. Hello. Hi, Eddie. Hey, Eddie. Oh, hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? This is Kristen and Steph. Hey. How are I you doing? I forgot. Like, I'm like, who is calling me from Virginia right What now? the world? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you picked up. I'm impressed because if I see yeah. a number like that, I'm like, mm-mm. Nope. nope. Oh, well, I just kind of expect, like, my boss and I, we have this thing where we're like, oh, um, do you think that's for your credit card or vehicle warranty? <laughs> yeah. So. Mine's always the vehicle warranty. Yeah. 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 We've yeah. been trying to reach you about your car's warranty. It's about to expire. Yeah. Yes. We have a great I package. The, <laughs> I get the Social Security Administration ones where they're going to shut off my Social Security benefits, too. Yes. Or you haven't paid something and they're about to, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're about to go to jail, basically. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> basically, yes. And it's uh, and the number is somehow one digit off of my own phone number. Yes. It's <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Funny. Well, thank you so much for being willing to do this. Just jumping right in, I want to know, uh, what was your driving force for enlisting in the military? and how and why did you choose your particular branch? So the reason I joined the military is because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to jump into college and get a lot of college debt if I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why I joined the military. And um, the reason I picked the, the National Guard is because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, I didn't want to commit to something like an active duty component Mm -hmm. where I would be 
doing, you know, a confirmed three years here and three years there. Mm-hmm. It was more like the one week in a month, you know, right. two weeks in the summer. And then if I enjoyed it more than that, then I could, you know, go, go full time. So that's why I picked um, the guard mm-hmm. and then um, army, I guess, just because my family is all um, has a lot of them have been in the military and it was all army hmm. for the most part. So, um, so that's why I went with the army guard. Awesome. So you come from a long line. That's what I, I was going to ask. Yeah. If your family was in the military too. Both of my parents, both of my brothers, both of my grandfathers. Wow. So, aunts and uncles. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So tell us how has your time in the military affected your family? So most of my time in the military where I've had to be gone for schools mm-hmm. or deployments um, was prior to me being married. Oh. Um, so when I was deployed, um, it was 2006, 2007, I was deployed to Iraq. Um, I was 21 years old and I was living with my mom. And um, wow. so affecting her is just, you know, your your kids overseas sure. and, yeah, you know, back worry. then communicating. Yeah, absolutely. And and the communication back then wasn't like what we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there wasn't FaceTime and Skype as much as it is now. Right. Um, so it really was the writing the letters and, you know, a phone call home with a phone card that you had to pay for, right. um, you know, like once a month, maybe. So, you know, just for her waiting and hoping that she gets that phone call is probably, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest, Brutal. the yeah. biggest thing. Yeah. So tough. Um, I can't imagine that as a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, now with, with my husband and my boys, um, you know, we're just so thankful because we have amazing pay and amazing benefits and, Mm -hmm. you know, we've had some illness in our family and, um, it's been, it's just comforting to know that we don't have to pay for most of that stuff. Right. And, you know, I've had three children and I I don't have a medical bill from that. So, you know, it's just really been able to bless us, um, in that way. Is your husband in the military as well or no? My husband was in the military. He joined late. Mm-hmm. Um, so after we were together, we had already had our first child. Oh. Um, we found out we were pregnant with our second child and he on a Friday and he joined it the following Monday. Wow. <laughs> nice. So he was, yeah, so he was gone for my entire second pregnancy. <laughs> He's um, like, oh, that first one was rough. I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so, so he was gone. He came back for the delivery. He was home for a few days and then he was back at training for another week or two. And then he came home. Um, so he spent four years in and he, in the Iowa guard, Mm -hmm. he was an aircraft electrician. So he worked on helicopters and he was actually supposed to deploy, um, in 2017 with the aviation, one of the aviation units here. And he was at his annual training, kind of doing all their medical stuff, getting ready. And he ruptured his Achilles tendon. No way. And that was, yeah. So that was August 5th of 2017. And then, um, I had my confirmed diagnosis of breast cancer on August 28th. Wow. So because he ruptured his Achilles, he didn't have to deploy. So, um, thank or he God. Didn't, so he was there. Yeah. He didn't get to deploy, I guess, cause right. he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, but somebody was looking out for us because yeah. obviously we needed him, mm-hmm. him here. So, sure. so he did. So then through all of my, um, breast cancer treatment, he, um, it was just hard managing the boys and myself. Cause I still went to drill and work every day. Wow. And then he had an additional drill weekend, you know, his own. Mm-hmm. So he ended up doing a hardship discharge 
um, just because it was too difficult for me to try to take care of the boys by myself while he mm-hmm. was gone to drill. So, oh, wow. Gosh. Well, do you want to elaborate, talk a little more about that? I did, you know, I, I talked about it in your intro, but my goodness, um, that's a lot for anybody to deal with, but to have mm-hmm. little kids and to have, um, a job like you had, um, what, just, what was that like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> my boys, when I was diagnosed, I, had, I was diagnosed with stage stage three, um, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. My boys at the time were one, three and five years old. Wow. Um, and you know, we just, my, my two younger boys didn't really understand. Um, my oldest, we told him they're, they're all truly boy. They like bugs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So we just said that I had bugs in my body Mm -hmm. and that the doctors were going to give me some medicine to kill the bugs and I might feel sick, but it it was only because those bugs were dying inside of me. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how we explained it to our kids. Um, and then, so then I started treatment on September 12th. I did 16 rounds of chemo. Um, after my chemo, Um, we did, well, I had a port input, Mm -hmm. um, before I started chemo. So Mm -hmm. then I did the chemo and then I had my first surgery, um, in February of 2018 and they did a double mastectomy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they put in expanders Mm -hmm. and then, um, I ended up doing 30 rounds of radiation. Wow. Unreal. And that ended in May of 2018. And then because, um, radiation, really tightens your skin. Mm. So they had to wait until my skin was healed. And then mm-hmm. once my skin was healed, they um, started the expanding process. So basically stretching my skin to make it ready for the, for mm-hmm. implants. implants. Right. Yep. So then um, once all that was complete, I ended up having my second surgery in August of 2018. Wow. And um, that wasn't done completely the right way. Mm. Um, so they put in, like a cadaver skin to mm-hmm. thicken the tissue because um, when they scraped everything out, they had to go really close to the skin. Mm. So basically it was protecting the implant and my skin. So right. it wasn't like too close together. Right. Well, when, when they did that, they didn't um, cover the implant completely. Oh, no. And so there was a spot at the top of my left breast where um, you were basically looking through my skin at the implant. Wow. And so I saw another doctor and he was like, you need to get this fixed um, because that could rupture open at any point. Mm. So um, which ended up kind of also being a blessing in disguise, if you will, because if you've seen the news much lately about breast cancer research, um, they just did a huge recall on breast implants with Mm -hmm. the textured implants. Right. And I had textured implants. in. so because I had to get another surgery anyways, it, it ended up saving me probably another right. surgery down the road. Right. Oh so God. they went in and they fixed it and put in new implants and, and all was well. So that was May 23rd of this year. Oh, wow. I just saw someone posted something about that. Um, just today on Facebook, how, you know, what you, what you all go through and then to have to find out something like this, like mm-hmm. you went through cancer and then to find out, you know, the reconstruction mm-hmm. process could cause Cancer. cancer. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a punch in the gut. <laughs> yeah. We had a guest last wow. week who had cancer of the immune system. And I saw that that's what they were worried about was, um, mm-hmm. that these implants could cause cancer of the immune system. <clears throat> um, yeah. I, have implants and I was scared too. I called immediately and I'm like, listen, I need to know what, because I couldn't remember. 
it didn't seem important at the time. Yeah. Um, what type? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it yeah. wasn't those, thank God. So, um, yeah. did you have a family history of breast cancer? So this, yes. <laughs> so this mm-hmm. is the crazy thing. So my mother, um, tested positive for the breast cancer gene, mm-hmm. um, back in like 1999. Mm-hmm. And so she, at that point, which back then was really unheard of at that point, she yeah. chose to get a double mastectomy wow. and basically prevent. Mm-hmm. So she never ended up developing breast cancer. Wow. Um, my, but she had the gene, my, my maternal grandmother had it and my maternal or paternal grandmother had it. Oh. And then on my mother's side, we had great aunts and uncles that had it. Wow. So two years prior to my diagnosis, I went in and got genetic testing done. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the positive things about my insurance is if I test positive for the breast cancer gene, they mm-hmm. will pay for reconstruction surgery mm. because it's cheaper than paying for cancer treatment. No so I tested negative for the gene. I didn't have the breast wow. cancer gene. But I ended up getting breast cancer anyways. So it's kind of insane. Like I'm hoping that maybe um, I have a gene that they just don't know about yet. And with my DNA, maybe they can figure out, you know, another gene that we don't know about. That we don't know. Wow. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I just got a call that I need to get genetic testing done. And yeah. And now she's excited that she might get implants paid for. <laughs> gave, you gave her some hope. <laughs> not, yeah. to, not, to, not to make light of it, but <laughs> not to make light of it. No, no, but you all. have to. You know, that's what I told my husband before I had the official diagnosis. I said, you know, either way, I said either I don't have breast cancer, which is great. Mm-hmm. I said, or I do, but I get, you know, like basically a mommy makeover get when I'm boobs, done. Right. right. Yeah, I get new boobs. I don't know if I, I could that. say that. But so I'm like, either way, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good outcome. So that's yeah. awesome. What a what a great yeah. outlook perspective. And so Absolutely. through all of that treatment, you still were working. How? <laughs> yes. So um the first twelve rounds of chemo that I had, um, they really were not that terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that is yeah. if that's even normal so right. I got chemo every Tuesday morning mm-hmm. and then Tuesday afternoon I went to work wow. and then they usually say like day three or four after chemo you're kind of feeling yucky yeah and like for me maybe on the weekends I was a little bit more tired for those mm. first 12 rounds but other than that it really didn't I was lucky it really didn't affect me that bad that's the awesome. last four rounds of chemo I had I had them um, every other week and it was, it's called adriamycin. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people call it the red devil because they give it to you. And then um, for like basically 24 hours after you have it, mm-hmm. um, everything that comes out of you is like red Kool-Aid. Oh, wow. Like basically instantly. Like if you go to the bathroom, your mm-hmm. pee is like Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's just kind of, and that one was really tough, like tough. That's when mm-hmm. all of my hair, oh. all over my entire body fell out. Yeah. Um I ended up having to get some like just IV fluid infusions because I just was dehydrated and didn't feel well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, there was a couple of days where I was like, I just can't muscle up the energy to go to work. But it was only like maybe one or two days after treatment. And usually one of those days fell on a weekend. Right. That's incredible. Um, So I, so I did, I think I only missed like minus surgery recovery. Um, I only missed about 12 days of work through the entire process and some of them were my boss saying everybody's sick you, you need, need to go to home stay, so right. you don't yes. you don't get sick so 
Wow. Yeah. Great. So how did your kids, so you, they knew there was something going on that you were trying to get rid of the bugs. What did they mm-hmm. think when your hair fell out? <laughs> so right when I was diagnosed, like my doctor said, my hair probably would not fall out mm. with the first, um, chemo, mm-hmm. but it would for sure with the second. And, um, I, I made the decision at that point, like, I don't want to watch it fall out in right. clumps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that would be a lot more traumatic for the boys. Yeah. So, um, basically the day we got the call, we, we loaded them all up. We went to great clips. Oh, and love it. Got they were there with me and they, you know, I cut my hair and donated it and they shaved my oh. head and my middle boy, my three-year-old at the time, he said, mommy, you're a boy now. And I said, no, buddy, I'm still the girl. And he's kind of looked at me. He's like, no, you're a boy. <laughs> nope. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. You know, and, you know, it was just kind of cool. Like they continued to like, would rub my head, you know, sure. and, cause it felt different. Yeah. And, but yeah, so I kind of, I cut it at the very beginning just because to avoid that. Yeah. To avoid that. And, and that way they could see it happen and not kind of be scared about right. the fact that mommy didn't have hair anymore. Right. And just, so. yeah, just be a part of it. Like it's yeah. just right. what we're doing. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, from that, has there, <laughs> has there been, um, a most difficult or defining moment during your service that you'd be open to sharing? Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy when you think about that and everything that mm-hmm. I went through. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, for me, I was talking to my husband about this, the most difficult part for me, um, there's probably two. Mm-hmm. One was before I was married, before I met my husband. Um, in 2010, we, my, my brothers and I, we lost both of our parents to heart attacks. Oh, and, oh my um, gosh. Oh, I'm so and, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh. It's, it's one of those things. Um, but later in that year, my young, my younger brother, um, he deployed and that was really hard for me because my, my mom had had a lot of health problems and I basically helped raise him. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I was sending my own, my own baby, yeah. my own kid, yeah. you know, off, off to war. Yeah. Um, and during that time, you know, the Iowa guard and his unit and his, his organization, they did take casualties. And mm-hmm. so you're always just kind of sitting there and Waiting. praying that it doesn't happen, but if it does, that it's not your soldier. And so that was honestly, you know, with my brother being deployed, that was probably the hardest um, time that I went through in the military. Now, now that I have kids, you know, my husband was supposed to deploy. So just kind of getting ready for that year and what that was supposed to look like for Mm -hmm. us and knowing that my husband was going to be gone and we had these three little boys and, you know, our oldest was going to start school and just all these things that he was going to miss, you know, that's always difficult, Mm -hmm. but it's something that he's going to come home and you're going to get through that. Um, and then of course he ended up not, not going anyhow, but so that was probably be like a, you know, a number two, but not mm-hmm. really anywhere in comparison to having, you know, my baby brother right. <laughs> being overseas and in harm's way. Right. So I think often we don't think about the sacrifice that the spouse yeah. makes, mm-hmm. you know, a military spouse makes a huge, right. huge sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, like, at least with the Iowa guard, um, when soldiers leave to go overseas and when soldiers come back, mm-hmm. um, when our command is addressing the families that are sitting there, you know, they, they continually tell them that we couldn't do our jobs without yeah, the support yeah. of our families. And so they really do a good job trying to, you know, show their support. And and they have, like, Christmas gifts that they send to kids mm. and all this stuff. I mean, they just do a really good job of trying to support the families, specifically while soldiers are deployed, but also, you know, when they're not. So right. that helps. Um, 
I, this is going to be a question like when someone says, oh, you live in Virginia. Do you know so-and-so? But yeah. <laughs> do you know who Ben Carell is? I sure do. Yeah. So he, I grew up, um, like I went to school with his kids. I lived right across the street from him. Um, after I had my own kids and his mom like worked for my grandpa for years and years and years. And so I've seen all these news stories about him, you know, recently, and that's pretty incredible. Yeah. He's, he's a pretty awesome guy. He's a general. I don't know if, mm-hmm. um, if you know how big of a deal that is, but it's a pretty, <laughs> it's a big pretty deal. big deal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of the big thing right now in yeah. Iowa and he's doing an awesome job. So yeah, he's a great, I uh, just a really nice guy. Yeah. 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 So uh, when you were deployed, where, how many times were you deployed and where did you deploy to? So I've deployed only once. Um, and I was deployed to Balad, Iraq. Mm-hmm. And when I was over there, um, at that time, my job or my MOS, which is what we call it in the military, yeah. um, military occupational specialty was 88 November, which is transportation management. So it was my responsibility to um, book flights for people, um, ship cargo on convoys, receive cargo, um, just a lot of transportation type stuff. And then on base, if people needed equipment moved or like those big cement walls that you might see in pictures, then they would come to us and we would, you know, have them like get forklifts or whatever type of special equipment that they would need to move their stuff. They would come get that from my office. So we did a lot of transportation logistics type stuff on that deployment. Um, and I was, I was really lucky on that deployment. We didn't have to go outside the wire. Um, and at Balad, it was a really nice base. So we had an indoor and an outdoor swimming pool. We had a pizza hut, a Burger King, a Taco Bell, a movie theater. You know, we had, we had all the amenities mm-hmm. and um, people would kind of come there for like a four day pass where they could just kind of get away from their mission and just relax. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate to have a really nice deployment awesome. if, if there is such a thing. But yeah, yes. I know a lot so of people do like joke a little bit about that. Like, well, yeah, in the army, you have this, this, this and this. Like <laughs> I've yes. lived through many deployments with my marriage. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because we, we joke about that, but then at Balad, it was, it's also a very big air base. Mm-hmm. And so the air force was there mm-hmm. and they, um, they get what's called, um, substandard living pay. Yeah. <laughs> so the places that they were staying were much nicer yeah. than what ours was, yeah. but for them, it was not what they are accustomed to. So they actually mm-hmm. got additional pay to make up for wow, the substandard living conditions mm-hmm. for them. Wow. So yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting how different services kind of Yeah, they're very very different. Different. Yeah. So tell us how um I guess just how is it to be a a woman in such a male dominated space? Yeah, so um it's it's different, you mm-hmm. know, and this is this is my opinion. This is not the opinion of the Iowa National Guard no. or, you know, big army. Um but it's it's difficult being a woman in the military and and really in I think probably in most civilian leadership roles mm-hmm. because there's this persona as if a female, if you are assertive or if you are take charge or if you're telling people what to do, mm-hmm. then you come across as a a B, yeah. you know, a you can say you it, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a bitch, yeah. you know, and that person is just she's hard to get along with or she's just really mm-hmm. kind yeah. of that type of person where if it were a man doing the exact same thing, yeah, he'd then they're a leader. Job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He's doing, he's doing his job. He's a great leader. And it's like, why mm-hmm. is there a difference between the two? Um, 
so there is that a little bit. I, um, I'm a very mothering type person. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have that as much, um, that I've seen some of my, my coworkers and my fellow female soldiers have, um, I usually get more of the, like, we don't want to disappoint mom kind of attitude. So, um, I've been fortunate that I haven't had to have a lot of people like kind of stand up to me and say, Hey, you're kind of stepping over the line a little bit. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm lucky in that way, but, but yeah, there's definitely a difference of being a woman in the military versus being a male, just because we have that, that extra little expectation of, I don't know, making sure we treat people the right way. Right. There's like somehow there's more pressure. Yeah. The lens is on you. Mm -hmm. Did she do it right? Right. Okay. So what is the biggest life lesson you've taken away from your time in service? You know, you never know where people come from. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know why they are where they are Mm -hmm. or why they act a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always just try to like take people for what I see and the way they act and if they're having a bad day, then maybe that's all it is. Yeah. And um, I try not to take it, you know, take take it too seriously because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know, you know, what they've been through. Um, so there might be a reason that they're they're acting that way. And I just try to keep that in mind because what we do, um, it is stressful. Yeah. And you are away from your family, whether it's one weekend a month or a deployment, you know, and um, and everybody deals with that in a different way. So just kind of trying to keep an open mind about people and the way that they're behaving. Mm-hmm. And then also with, you know, suicide being so prevalent, not just mm-hmm. in the military, but in our society yeah. in general, you know, you, you got to take the time to get to know people. And because um, that way you can kind of see some of those things, like if they're acting different right. or if they're had, you know, if they've had changes in their in their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so really just trying to appreciate people and what they've been through. And then, um, and then also probably just appreciating what we have, you know, being over to seas hmm. and seeing a third world country yeah. and, you know, there's a canal outside the wire and these children are bathing in it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, that's, that's life for them. And they don't know any different, you know? Yeah. How that, lucky we are that we were just simply mm-hmm. born here. And I t- try to tell my kids that like, listen, you don't know mm-hmm. how just lucky you are for just yeah. simply where you got to be born yeah in the world yeah so yeah so I think that's probably the biggest takeaway that I've had well that's an amazing takeaway yeah (laughs) being a good person really yeah yeah Yeah, it's so important too just because passionate person like out here we've talked about it before but it's like it's different like friendships are different you know people are like acquaintances sometimes or you know like not getting to know people on that deep level so that's it's important to like check in on your people. There's and, no, there's no Iowa nice in yeah. Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Midwest. Right? <laughs> the Midwest nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so how long have you been in? Um, Almost 18, 18. years, 17 what, and a okay, half yeah. years. Yeah. Wow. And you'll stay. Yeah. What's the plan? So um, I, so I joined at 17. Wow. So um, I have, three years left until I can retire. Mm -hmm. Um, I started full-time active duty about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So um, in the Iowa National Guard. Um, So if I want to get an active duty retirement, then I can stay um, till 39. Mm -hmm. And of course I can stay beyond that if I choose to, but, um, but definitely just 
definitely another five years mm-hmm. of of service. So wow, do you have yeah. plans to do anything else, or do you think you'll stay? Yeah, you know, it's funny. My my boss is also one of my best friends, and we've talked about like what we're going to do because he's about a year and a half ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're going to do when we retire, and we've talked about. You know, like community service, like having a before and after school program for yeah. kids that are, are in need and their parents can't really afford, you know, a daycare or, or childcare program. Um, love that. You know, just, just something like that. Like I love kids, you know, yeah. I've even talked about volunteering or helping out at, um, we're working at the daycare that my kids, my youngest currently goes to, but, um, also volunteering at, um, John Stoddard, which is the cancer center here in Iowa, mm-hmm. just going out and Cause you've been there, you know, and spending time with those patients and just trying to cheer them up too. So there's lots of different things and maybe get a part-time job. Who knows? Yeah. But awesome. That's lots amazing. Lots of different options. Yeah. Um, so just, I just was curious through listening to you, we're always, our, our thing here is to activate your life. And so we're trying to give people tips and tricks and, um, you know, just things of how they can do better and be better. Mm-hmm. And, um, were there things that people did for you like within a deployment or even throughout your illness that really touched you or made a difference in your life that could inspire someone maybe to do something kind for someone? Yeah. You know, there's, um, it was really an eye opener to me when I was diagnosed. Um, because I went, I went up to John Stard and I went to, to get my first round of chemo and you sit in his waiting room and you wait for a chair to open up, mm-hmm. which means that there's an entire, huge floor full of chairs that people are sick with cancer. Yeah. And I was basically like walking through life completely oblivious to yeah, that. Right. And, and this is a reality for some of these people. Like they, they do this every single day. And just the, the thought of I'm sitting to wait because there's yeah. so many people that have cancer yeah. is just kind of mind blowing to mm-hmm. me. So there was a couple of things, um, that when I was going through treatment was really nice and, you know, like lots of local churches and, and nursing homes, they would like knit hats or blankets mm-hmm. because when you lose your hair, yeah. you're a lot more sensitive to the cold. So okay. that's, you know, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, my son and I just brought donuts up there one, one morning, just, you know, Hey, here's some donuts because they're up there and they're doing this miserable thing. And if yeah. you can see some cute little kid bringing in yeah. some donuts and eat a donut, you know, that yeah. might cheer him up a little bit. Um, so, you know, obviously the cancer thing is a, is a big, um, is a big one for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, my husband's work was amazing. They set up a meal train, yeah. um, you know, and, and of course that was people that we knew that signed up. Um, and I feel like today so many people are still giving like with GoFundMe stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, my own opinion, you have to be kind of careful with some of those unless you know the person specifically because there are people that aren't honest about it out right. there. But um, right. I think generally, you know, something like that is is a pretty honest thing. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not sure where to start, you know, there's plenty of sick people out there and right. you can reach out to any hospital and yeah. you, you know, could even ask start what by, their needs are. By asking for beer money, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Carson King. Carson yep. King. Love it. That's yep. the best story so, in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, just, just that, even just, you know, asking if you need some beer money and donating yeah. it to a children's That's hospital right. or, or something like that is, you know, is a pretty amazing deal. And then, you know, if, 
if you've ever thought about joining the military, yeah. um, less than less than one yeah. percent of people in today's society join the military. Mm. Um, and it's a volunteer force. It's not the way it used to be where people got drafted, whether mm. they wanted to or not. So mm. everybody that's here has chosen to mm. do this and to potentially make huge sacrifices um, from their life and from their families. Yeah. So if you've thought about it, you know, I'm not throwing a plug out there for the recruiters, but talk to somebody, maybe even who's been in the military, who is not a recruiter and just kind of see what it's all about. Cause with the friendships and the brotherhoods and the sisters that I have mm-hmm. um, here in the military, it's closer than any friend that I have on the mm-hmm. civilian side. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we've been through it together. Yes, and so, so it's, much. it's, if you're lonely, <laughs> you know, it's a great mm-hmm. place to come and meet people. So, right. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. I think it's such a scary thought, like for a mom, like I have a son who could probably really use the military <laughs> would be mm-hmm. very, yeah. very good for him, but it really is such a scary thought for mm-hmm. a mom you know absolutely it is I know I I, f- I don't fear the day that my children come and talk to me about it you know but yeah. it is a scary thing as a parent to be like okay you know yeah you're an no, adult you can you got it yeah you got to make your to choice decide. but yeah when my yeah. son was born I just kind of was like I don't I mean that's what his dad did you know he'll probably go and now I'm like oh right I know about that <laughs> <laughs> yep I'm not right. so sure. I am just so appreciative, not only of you being willing to be on here, yeah. but for your service, service and your sacrifice and just God bless you on your journey. And thank you so very much. Yes. Thank you very much. And we, you know, I appreciate it and we appreciate the support, you know, so. Absolutely. Thanks. All right. Well, happy Veterans Day and thank you yeah, so, thank so, you so much. Thank you so much for your service. We'll be praying for your family and thank you for sharing your heart. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. Anyway, Eddie, thank you. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today's the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.